Oh, shit. Oh, it always does this to me. Wait a minute. Ah, ah, ah. Make believe this is not happening. While I get the right music lined up and we cross the finish line to 435. Oh, let's see. Got the Spider-Man phone. Got the Spider-Man phone with all the crackles in the screen. Look at it. Why? Nah, bro. That's the way I roll. Here we go. You. Oh, you got to see the shit I got going on. I'll show you in a second. Oh, now. About to witness. La la. The awesome. A crushing. A might. Of the you. Eugene S. Robinson Show Stop <laughs> Welcome my friends. I'm a little dizzy. I'm a little dizzy. I've been dizzy all day. This could be the beginning and the end. Whatever you do, Eugene, don't go to WebMD. It'll screw you up in the entire its entirety. Ah, this is the number nine one one nine one nine one. And I am your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Welcome to the show. Got lots of stuff to talk about. Mostly the horrific, horrific wages of the gate of the cage. Hashtag not paying for UFC 246. And a bunch of random stuff inspired by you. No. <laughs> but first, we're going to have Bob Riley sing us in. Stigmata. From the record Calling of the Just. The song is called Intro. All of Nothing. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California. You can find them online. Huntington Beach, California, where they hit your car with a hammer in addition to shoot you up in their nightclubs. Listen. I'm taking a real good look at you. I'm taking a real good look at your face. Getting payback in full, always nothing, uh, my friend. All right, so uh, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I I was gonna show you some stuff, but I I figured I didn't I don't want to risk offending the gods. But I don't know if you can tell by virtue of the fact that when I said this was V V nine one, I did V a nine a one. Oh no, well not nine a one, and. Both of my hands were free. And you're also not looking directly up my nostrils. Say, what for, Mr. Robinson? Things seem a little bit different. Yes, courtesy of Roma Raider. Roma Raider, the sender of said lights that light the show, the light box that I'm looking at. 
the blue balls, which I, I got to work out some kinks with the blue balls. Remember that little dog we had? No, the little one we used to dye pink. You're the one who died. Oh, little snowballs. Yeah, that. I have a, he sent that as well. And the most recent edition, now that the shed is almost finished and I can move some stuff into it and turn this into a studio proper. The first edition was a, a mounted table. It's so simple. It is so simple. Of course, I got the mounted table like a month ago. But uh, you know what? Every time I looked at putting it together, and I used to write tech manuals. I looked at the tech manual, and I'm like, oh, the boys are more, man. I just don't need some more aggravation in my head. I can't. And then finally, I was shamed into doing it some a few days ago. Did it. So you want to thank somebody? Thank Roma Raider. You know, a number of yous who listen to this show have actually been published at OZY.com in a true story section. I don't know that you want me mentioning your names, so I'll use your initials. V-O did a piece. Uh, and it's a year in the year-end roundup, I have to submit some of my favorite pieces. So I had to remember everybody from this show who actually did one. Because those were all some of my favorite pieces. So V.O.'s piece about being stabbed in the park, one of my faves. Who else from the show, Mr. Robinson? Well, quite a few people. I'm not going to. D.H. has done three pieces for me. One of my faves was, was the riot in the dog park. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, most recently, uh, well, I, I'm sure she won't mind her name being mentioned, Ms. Tech. When a misogynist gets a whip or some such thing like that. Also, on the on the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> the goat farmer, Genghis, did a piece on uh, tracking a killer in East Timor. And there are many more. Not only that, you guys have ponied up. Yeah, um, well, I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Uh, you might want to start. I remember having a date, and I showed up, and the woman had three DVDs to watch. One was Solo, 120 Days of Sodom, and I don't remember what the other two were. And I started thinking, I started thinking, hey, uh, huh. The degree of difficulty uh, of getting to... Uh, Get, getting a ding dong in when you start with Solo, which is like the least sexy movie in the creation of movies. So you could dig a deep hole. And if you really want to test your game, you watch Solo and then you see if you can reestablish a sexy mood afterward. Now, it's to type. You get somebody who's into Marquis de Sade, it might be a sexy time afterward. I don't know. It's a risk you take. Did I take it? I did not. I didn't take Solo, a film that was banned in America for many years back in the 80s when I originally saw it. I picked something that was going to skid. Yes, yes. Double ding dong and ding a ding a ding a ding a dong a dong Something that would grease the skids, and that's what I chose. But I'm getting off topic. Where was I going with this? I blame yous. No, I was talking about those of you who have contributed. Not only have you contributed true stuff for the true story. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever I say, 
you know, it comes straight from the heart <laughs> or some other relative body part. So um, those of you who have contributed to True Story, some of you, uh, uh, How Was Your Day, which is a subdivision of True Story, some of you have contributed to that. And even a greater number of you have contributed anonymously to Sex with Eugene, the sex column, where yeah, I don't have to use your real names, but every time the coffers are low and I do a call for sex questions, I get them from you. So this is my show. I've dedicated this to you. Last week was to, to Mr. Vitti, World War II vet who had passed on. But this show, V91, is to use. And that and that, and that was and that was and that was the length of my intro. No commercial, except if you want to donate to the show. And a lot of you have been doing sidestepping Patreon and going straight to Pinko95014 at yahoo.com if you want to PayPal something. I'm not even going to put it in the notes because uh, it's my non-commercial commercial. commercial. And finally, Patreon figured out what their screw-up was and paid me a few weeks late. I guess they're working the float. So that's still working for those of you who are sending me questions wondering about whether it was working or not. But I want to continue. Let's get into into the show. And I want to, uh, uh, the show proper, I um, I want to tie something off. Um, and this is by way of segueing into not paying for UFC 246. And I'm not going to go straight into the rip lip because uh, uh, on the care, don't care preview, UFC Washington, which is what was this past weekend, was low on my on my list of cares. In fact, uh, in, in fact, I listed it as a don't fuck care on my Facebook page. If you follow me there, Mr. Sleep with the number three afterward on Instagram. But I got to peer into your Instagram first before I let you in. And L.A. only, you keep sending me an invite, but you got no photos up on your page. As far as I'm concerned, you're like the guy who comes in the store, doesn't have money, and browses forever. I don't trust you. You're a spy. I got to have – if you don't have pictures on your site, what do you want to – you don't want to play the Instagram game? Don't play it. But I don't want you peeking into my world. So these are these are, these are things that, the, uh, 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 that you could do. But I wanted to tie something off uh, connected to V90. And it was completely accidentally that I found it. I was looking for something else. Now, maybe you remember the story about uh, the war on women from last week's show. And, uh, hey, man, and uh, I, brought up, I brought up the issue of uh, the way people said, one guy said in the comments, uh, random dick photos, nobody, you know, nobody tries to outcrank King Crank. What would that do to me? You know, one guy asked me, he wrote me and said, Hey, Eugene, can can, uh, can, uh, can you send me a picture of your cock? And Or no, he said, can we exchange pictures of cocks? And I said, you mean my cock for your cock? And he goes, yeah. And I felt really bad because I was kind of a fucking smartass afterward. And I said, well, let me, let me guess. You got a cock and balls and I got a cock and balls. There doesn't seem to be any real practical benefit to us sharing pictures of cocks and balls, does there? And the guy goes, oh, I'm sorry, man. I apologize. I apologize. And we're friends. We're friends to this day. I didn't realize that he was, get, it was a, he was getting sexy with me. So I have that problem routinely. If you remember the story about the woman who said, I'm going to come over and watch TV. I go, great. She comes over. She gets in bed. We're watching this show. I'm like really watching the movie, you know. She goes, "Oh, it's a little hot in here." Takes her shirt. Oh, take a drink. Poster fell. Took, you know, she took shirt off. I go, "I guess she's kind of hot. It must, it, it must be hot in here." 
you know, takes your shirt off. Because this is what friends do. We watch movies and and even after even after Fellatio had started, I was like, hey, wait a minute. I mean, there's certain something, there's a certain element of the autistic kid about me. So I kind of understand, you know, that this guy was coming on to me. I had I just hadn't figured it out. I felt bad that he then felt bad. He thought I was making fun of him. I had to apologize. He just said, Eugene, let's lay, let, let's 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 do some ding dong. I would have known and said, no, nah, man, I'm not, that's cool. Do it without me. But instead, I kind of came across like a dick. And I apologize to him later, like I said, we're friends. So that's not the point. The point is, after last week's show, somebody wrote in the comments, look, you know, innocent to proven guilty is a worthwhile endeavor. It's why the legal system is based on it in this country. Other countries, you know, you the, the presumption of innocence, is some, you don't start there. That's not your zero position. Right. That's not your level set. And you're here. Here it is a level set for a very specific reason, for a very specific reason. And and the guy's like, so he goes, you as a man. And he, he cited the stories that I mentioned in V V90, V90, uh, about situations in which um, uh, um, in which. Uh, yeah. OK, good. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh, I re- yeah. I remember. remember um, situations in which. I myself had been falsely accused. And in the comments on the YouTube version of V90, I actually put a link to the Aussie story about being on the wrong end of a, the wrong end of a criminal accusation. Right. So for some other reason I was looking for, I was looking for some, and then I, I told my friend's story, but anyway, I was looking for something else. And then I found a, a file with my due diligence in it. Now, FYI, when I do a, run a true story, if you were perhaps to mention somebody's first and last name, we have a no surprise policy. That means that person can't be trolling the web and go, oh, my God, I didn't realize I was going to be quoted here. Can't do that. You can't do it. Can't do it. Right. So what does that mean? That means the legal department is directing me to if you say John Johnson, that I then contact the writer and say, I got to reach out to John Johnson and ask John Johnson uh, for a response. The most famous case recently was uh, Shandora LaVey, um, uh, a a woman who, uh, I don't, how do I say this without wading into this, into this hornet's nest of difficulty, who who staged a a June 6th, 2006 uh, matrimonial ceremony with Stanton LaVey, who was Anton LaVey's grandson, at, uh, that was played by Hank Williams III, Danzig, in Los Angeles. Um, she claims it was a legitimate ceremony and that the relationship devolved into a swelter of uh, emotional abuse, borderline physical abuse, and then with the administrations of Marilyn Manson, she barely escaped with her life. That's a story. But she mentioned Stanton. So due diligence, what do I got to do? I got to contact Stanton. Stanton says, these are all lies. This is what actually happened. Marilyn Manson doesn't really know her. You know, she, he was my friend, my associate. And I said, well, I'm going to give you 200 words to the re- response. And he, lit, he gives a response. And, and I was hoping that that would be it. And there was so much fight. But it makes a complete piece even though there was so much fighting back and forth and I had that they both were in court and I had to get legal papers and you know, the iceberg was up here. What you read was up here, but there was all of this stuff below that I had to deal with. 
you know, it was a he said, she said situation. She said she had legal papers. He had legal papers. He had a lawyer. She didn't have a lawyer. It was a lot of adjectives. But the point was, he made a, she made a claim in the piece. We go to the person the claim was made about. and we have, So that's how it works. Unless you want to use a first name. Like in, in Ms. Tech's piece, whatever the guy's name was, Greg, I can't remember. No last name, no harm, no foul. Unless it can be reasonably, if, if, I, if I write an article about being abused by my father, but I don't name my father. Well, people can reasonably, and, and then I say, I'm a junior, which I'm not really, according to my grandmother. That re, It doesn't take too big a step to, to figure out who my father is from that point. And due diligence, I would have to reach out to him or somebody on the editorial step would have to reach out to him and confirm or deny, you know, did you or did you not abuse yourself? As ridiculous as it sounds, when you read that in newspapers or magazines, they say, when reached for comment, so-and-so said such-and-such. That's what that's about. So easy if you're going to write your story for me just to use first names, because it doesn't, it's not the name. If I just told you John X did, does, 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 that doesn't, or my friend last week with the cocaine in the bathroom in L.A., uh, London, sorry, you don't need to know the name. What does that? What does that mean? How does that help you? It doesn't it? Doesn't help you? You don't care. But anyway, so I find this folder of due diligence, and this is connected to the other thing. I find this folder of due diligence, and what I find is me on the wrong end of the criminal accusation. I talk to all the people involved. So the woman who put me through the, do you want to come up or do you not want to come up? Do you know who features in the story as a character named Nettie? I indicated that I think I indicated that I changed the names to protect whatever. And um, and then the guy from Saturday Night Live, who she was trying to impress with this tall tale, I contacted him and I contacted the cat who told me this story. So me, the girl, the guy from Saturday Night Live and the guy who told me the story, who's now an industrialist in 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 somewhere in Nigeria. It's a strange story. So going backwards, he says, yes, the guy, this is exact, what you've written is exactly what the guy from Saturday Night told me. Perfect. Clear. So I go to the guy from Saturday Night Live. And he's no longer at Saturday Night Live. He's written a couple books, a couple movies. He's actually done quite well, pretty famous. And he says, I don't remember saying that. And moreover, I don't even remember the woman you're talking about. I go back to the woman in question. And I give her the piece, and she says, it's just fine. I won't sue you. She re-apologizes, says she was really fucked up back then, re-apologizes, um, and, uh, and, and says, sort of thinks that I didn't really say that. I didn't really, that, 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 and, you know, but it's fine. She won't sue me as long as I don't use her actual name. Fine. She goes, did you reach out to the other principals in the story for or comment. And I said, yes, I did. And she said, what did Kat from uh, Saturday Night Live say? Kat from Saturday Night Live didn't remember you. Well, how does that happen? How could he not remember me? That's ridiculous. How could he not remember? I said, I'm just telling you what he said. We were roommates. So I go, hmm, that's kind of weird. So I go back to Saturday Night Live and I start describing her, using a real name, the roommates, the location, the year, 
at Stanford is that not drawn a blank. Now, is it because he realizes the awesome reach of OZY.com and that he's like, you know, 50 million people read it. I don't need this shit out there. You know, whatever. Maybe he misreported what she said and didn't want to cop to that. Maybe he 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 did and didn't want to get caught up into some, you know, Erzatz Me Too thing. Who knows? But he says, dude here says that sounds exactly right. The guy in Nigeria points me to the guy at Saturday Night Live. Guy at Saturday Night Live goes, I don't remember any of this. Good luck to you. Go back to her. She's outraged. So what she does, you know. She maybe thinks that I'm going to kill the piece. Yeah, probably. That's probably right. She, but So what she does is, and this I found in my due diligence folder, she goes back. She's kept diaries. She goes back to her diary for that time, for those days specifically, August 28th. Uh, 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 1984 or 85 possibly but I think it was 85 and she photos it photocop scans them sends them to me <laughs> now I remember I remember I, I was dating some other woman and she said uh, I said oh your diary can I read your diary Never do this, by the way. Don't sneak a read and don't ask them what has been written because the reality of it is, you know, if you sneak a read, you got to realize that the stuff you read, you have to act like you don't you don't know it because otherwise it's cheating. I'm not a, I'm not a sneak reader. Not like that woman I dated who, who left the, the, the diary on her husband's face. Oh, he found my diary. Where the fuck did you leave it? Where did you leave it? On his face. Never left it out in the whole 15 years of marriage. Suddenly left it out on the guy's face. Well, didn't leave it on his face, but he found it. The other girl, her English wasn't her first language. So she figured, ah, he can read it. And I was like reading through it. I go, ah, good joke, because huh? I can't read this other language. But you know what? What's the same and no matter what language? My name. So I get to my name. I get to my name and I look and I go, what are you saying here? And then I turn the eyes of truth on her. Because I see she's reading and I'm doing my FBI lie detect, CIA lie detector thing. You know, if she but blench, I know my course. And she tells the exact truth. You know how I know she told the exact truth? Because it was hurtful. <laughs> Never should have asked. <laughs> uh, in any language, it was, it was hurtful. Anyway, the the one the due diligence Nettie sends it to me, and I read through the diary that she sent me, and she talks about it being unpleasant. But most interestingly, she says, and you're gonna love this. She says that she's not getting any action in New York, city of ten million people, that there are a few guys that she would sleep with uh, right away. But they don't seem they don't seem uh, to be interested in her. Um, yeah, uh, uh, um, they don't seem to be interested in her. And Eugene is coming, but he is interested. 
But by virtue of the fact that he's interested and nice to me, he, and I'm not making up the use of this word, repulses me. <laughs> yeah. Another woman I used to know who was saying her husband, her husband said over in the kitchen that uh, he loved her. And she said she didn't respond fast enough. And then she looked over and then she was disgusted by his face. And I, I was like, disgusted by, how are you disgusted by his face? Because I was a beat off of returning the I love you. And I looked at him and he had fear on his face. She was disgusted that he loved her. Likewise, this woman was repulsed that I actually was attracted to her. <laughs> and yes, yeah, yeah, Archer saved the diary from 1985 and sent it to me. So um, actually, she sent this to me before the guy said he didn't know. So this was my passive aggressive uh, 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 return shot. Uh, we, you know, the, the story goes on in a very twisted way from, from there on. It's like, if you remember, um, is it Yates's poem about the beast slouching toward Jerusalem, about Christ's second coming, and how suddenly on the second coming, he's not the prince of peace anymore. <laughs> he's a dangerous, scary, terrifying human being. These women, typically, they've come back and they found me to not be the same guy. Not be the, you know... <laughs> Or like the line from the Wu-Tang song, you know, I, I'm the animal that Hugh Hefner created. In actual fact, Hugh Hefner had very little to do with my creation, but more specifically, I'm the animal that you created. The, you know, <laughs> oh, take a drink. The poster fell again. I'm not going to readjust it because I think it's it's comfort, comforting on my head. Now, I will, of course, readjust it because I like the drink game. So that was a little preamble to go into hashtag not paying for UFC 246. One of you, and one, I mean, I got so many ways to get a hold of that I don't know that I don't know how you get a, got a hold of me. And I don't remember which which way it was either Twitter, it was Instagram. I don't remember how you texted me. I don't remember. And until the end of the year, I'm still doing the $10 phone calls on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash, is it Stomperville? Or the Stomper? I think it's the Stomper. Um, you know, for $10 a month, you get a call. A call a month. I'm going to raise the price on that going into 2020. At, at your insistence. <laughs> your insistence. I'm going through puberty. At your insistence. One of you uh, insisted. Said it was too cheap. And and then a couple of you in emails and comments were like, yeah, that, that was it's way too cheap, man. You know, you could do da 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 I was like, all right, you know, I'm not a, a profiteer, but uh, sometime in 2020, I want to, I want to get rid of the spider, Spider-Man phone, and uh, I want to get a new phone. But I never like to get, you know, Apple's got this product cycle, and and I'm gonna, I want to get the 12, and I think that comes out in March, and I can save up. There, any kind you like, any kind you like, it's up to you. We. <laughs> Except, you know, I'm going to get it. You're going to get a snarky comment. Uh, uh, yeah, I creeped the guy out, showed him my new tattoo at jujitsu. And he's like, why do you have two pairs of underwear on? I go, I don't have two pairs of underwear on. I have I have, compre I have underwear and the compression shorts on top of it. 
He goes, well, you have hearts on your underwear. I go, and? And, and, and he goes, and those are not compression shorts. I go, what do you think Under Armour makes? He goes, if it has a fly, it's not a compression short. I go, bullshit. So we got this heated argument about compression shorts. And what do you, who says compression shorts don't have, don't have flies? Huh? Who says that? So anyway, I got the tattoo, the new tattoo on my leg. So I've had to have a, a you, know, you know, Luke Stewart did it. Former Strike Force fight. Former Strike Force fighter. You know, you're going to be fucking drunk before we get to the halfway mark. Former Strike Force fighter and Henzo Gracie Black Belt. He gave, gave me the tattoo. And so when I said, so I can train Saturday night, he said, so I can train. He was like, are you out of your fucking mind? No, you can't. I think maybe I did talk about, about, about the tattoo. But this has been a tough week because it's like it's like the worst kind of acupuncture. It does things to your nerve endings. So somehow, based on how high it went up, it's caused my anus to hurt all week, which has had me at WebMD. And WebMD makes me panic. So now I've been thinking I have anal cancer and I'm going to die. This is reflected in the new JJB wherein we work in Bryce Mitchell's Twister uh, because, you know, there was no way that the guy should have gotten caught with that. We break it down to the granular level and work on it on the JJB, which I'm going to post right after this show is live. But that's not the point. This is hashtag not paying for uh, uh, UFC 246. And one is you asked me, you go, well, hey, what, how does this boycott work exactly? Can I watch all the under, undercard fights and just skip that one? Or can I? do I have to do a media blast? Look, you can do whatever you want. The key is to deny them sustenance. So, but by which I mean, so if you can watch it for free, fine, do so. But if money has to leave your credit card or your wallet or your pocket or your pocketbook, your purse, whatever has to leave, I, I want you, I, I want you, yeah, you guys lit up. I couldn't figure out before I'd even watched it this morning. My the Twitter was lit up, and there was all this talk about brown shirts, and the, all I heard was Arkansas. I'll tell you my Arkansas story in a second. You know, uh, so uh, uh, you know it's to, to deny them sustenance. And if you do pay for the fight, if you actually pay for the fight, and there are various permutations of paying for the fight, you go look. I'm going to go to a bar that has the fight. They walk up to your table after you get your fourth drink of water and go, hey, you know, because of the fight, we actually got to charge you. And you say, all right, we'll put it on my tab. That's paying for the fight. If you go over to a friend's house and he's paid for the fight and you don't pay for the fight, you have paid for the fight because he paid for the fight. If you're in any pay venue for UFC 246, in my mind, you're fucking complicit. Sorry. Now... I said that I, I leaned on that in terms of emphasis or emphasis for the rest of you. So you think that I'm castigating you. I'm not castigating you. Live and love, make your own choices. I hope you're as comfortable when it's your sister, mother, daughter, wife who's anally raped. You're as comfortable, you know, increasing the largesse of the anal rapist, alleged anal rapist. Irish sports star, whoever that might be, due diligence. I don't know who. Who? 
Who could it be now? So uh, uh, the lead into the story about Nettie was, you know, it was just a weird sideline, but it was to grease the skids to this moment. You can watch the fight. And I had to break the news. We recorded Care Don't Care early this morning after watching the, the fights finally. And I had to break the news to Steph. I go, yeah, next week I'll see you for Care Don't Care, but I'm not talking about it. I'm going to do like Prince did. I'm going to make believe. She goes, well, couldn't you just talk about all the other fights on the card? Um, um, you know, um, yeah. Can't you just talk about uh, uh, other, other fights in the card outside of that one? I go, why would I do that? It doesn't exist. 246 doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. So what am I going to do on Care Don't Care um, uh, uh, two, uh, for two, uh, UFC 246? Well, the way the show works, and this is Steph who steered the ship in that direction, we, we, we talk about our picks. Because this week I was number one. UFC Washington had me number one. I bested, I bested both Steph and John Nash, to my eternal credit. John Nash has had a good 10-week run, which is an aberration. I've been, I've been preoccupied, but I'm back. And WorkShy Individual has got this uh, exhaustive actuarial uh, website where he breaks down cares, percentage, percentage strikes. And I had a good, like, I had a good run there for a while. But John is still weirdly number one because he picks more fights to care about. And I, he, he is playing lose, don't lose. I am playing care, don't care. But we'll we'll do we'll do, we'll do the look back. So the UFC this weekend, Holloway and Volkanovski, as well Jermaine Durandamy and Nunez, and in that fight, who's in main on that fight? Why can't I remember that? That's weird. So we'll look back at our picks from that fight, and then when she gets to the UFC 246 sec section, I'm like, adios. Just like when I went to Jordan. Then the guys in Israel were like, where are you going? I go, I'm going to Jordan. They're like, okay. And they stamp, don't stamp your passport. They stamp a piece of paper. Because sometimes you go to, uh, to uh, uh, um, uh, uh, non, let's see, how do I say this? You go to, like, let's just say Arab countries. And you have a stamp in your passport from Israel. They go, Israel doesn't exist. So you went to some make-believe place. And we don't let people in our country go to make believe places. Sorry. So they'll put stamp your stamp um, uh, a card that goes in your passport instead of actually stamping your passport. They do it less these days, but they used to do it when I used to go over there a lot, like ten or eleven years ago. We don't make believe places. So that's what I do. I don't talk about make believe things. So good luck to you. And I'm off the show. Sorry, Ken. I'm not going to talk about the other fights on the card. You can have somebody spell me in. You get. I'm not going to be there. Won't be there. And, and you know, I'm, I'm watching the stage management of McNuggets. And I and I, one thing I do like that the bald one has done, he's essentially said, all right, bro, you know, we owe you at least this. We'll put it on, but you're on your own. We're not stacking the card underneath you. We don't need to dirty anybody else up except people who maybe need a hand up here. Maybe it won't hurt them one way or the other. But we're not putting any fucking juice behind this. We're not leaning on this. You're on your own. You're on your own. And somebody was like, oh, no, the world, I've seen a lot, a lot of McNuggets commercials. Well, I go, for what? Oh, you know, he's doing alcohol commercials. I go, he's doing proper 12 commercials. That's for his swill that no one drinks. 
He should do a tour where he punches people in the face to get them to drink it. See how well that works. Everybody who gets punched in the face gets a thousand pounds on the on the outside. Five thousand euros. No, it was pounds on 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 the uh, outside. So I, I think you really are complicit, and I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't care if you watch the fight. It's not my bill. Who do you, what do you care what I think? But if you pay for it, you're complicit. Well, Eugene, you know, you got to get out of this internet thing where you 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 care. Somebody, you know, I come from a punk rock background. But, ah, you fucking asshole. All right. And I come from New York in the 70s, pre-9-11. Hey, go, some guy, he got his lights driving around with his lights out. I go, hey, man, your lights are out. Go, fuck yourself. Go, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okie dokie. <laughs> I mean, unless, you know, like the biker who I beat up, I go to my left, he steps in front of me. I go to my right, he steps in front of me. I try to say, man, you're going you're gonna to get out. Of, you got to get out of my way. You got to get out of my way. He goes, gives me the finger, and I go, okay, you got to the count of three. And that was another discussion about when you give somebody the count of three, do you go one, two, three, punch, or do you go one, two, and the third is the punch. This is the thing. So it's interesting that the oopsie is going, it's your deal. We owe it to you. We'll give it to you. No no heat behind it. We're not putting any heat behind it. It is a pay-per-view, but that's for reason. That's to lock in the barrel and the man over it. You know, will I watch it? Nope. Nope. Because I don't care what happens. You know, oh, take a drink. Uh, you know, I, I don't care what happens on the outset. I'm not going to believe uh, I'm not going to believe a, a, a Cerrone loss. He's a company guy. And this could be a way to body up uh, McNuggets uh, and I, or win. I just I just I don't you know, all I can think about is right. You know, you don't want for a year for a year um, for a year. After I made the worst movie of 1987, Leonard Part Six, I couldn't watch a movie. Because on the left or the right of the frame, I imagine what was really there. Some guy smoking a cigarette or drinking coffee or looking at it, you know, his watch or some shit. If you ever see a movie made, up to and including porno movies, it's really hard to watch them afterward. Oh, seeing, getting around that curtain makes it very, very difficult. So it's interesting to watch in an academic way, McNuggets try, and then this nice... The tweet he sent out praising some fight, oh Jose Aldo and the da da da. You know, stop it, bro. You're almost making me prefer Crappington, like the unrepentant, the unrepentant. But I just, I'm enough, enough. You know where I stand. Got the, you got the skinny on UFC 246. That's where, that's where I am. That's where we are. That's the deal. Tattoo on the leg. Letter from Netty. You got it. So we're caught up. So now let's go to UFC. Uh, let's go to UFC. Oh, is there something else? There was something else, some other secret thing I needed to tell you, but I, I will not now. Or, or mostly because I can't think of it. Those of you who keep sending me horrifying photos of, of Overeem's lip, and I picked Overeem to win this fight. That was not one of my, my cares that worked out in my favor. Um, do not have to send me any photos any more photos of the lip. I don't need to see any more. I do not want to see any more. 
I will not talk about Tito Ortiz uh, beating this fake pro wrestler uh, in this ridiculous fight. I will not talk about Anthony Ruiz uh, getting getting beat. Um, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to. My mother had a saying. If you don't have something nice to say, say it a lot. But, I, I, you know, I'm not going to even do that. So what I'm doing right now is picking up the card. And there were so many not cares on the card. But certain things change. It doesn't change if you don't get out of the if you don't get out of the uh, <clears throat> of the care category. Why am I choking here? All right, <clears throat> and somebody wanted me to attack to address, and I did partially the Gina Carano thing with uh, with the bald one overplaying his hand and sending her. And she goes, "I don't think you sent this to me." And he goes, "Yeah, no, I did send it to you." You know, using foul language, I, and I and I tell you. I had, a, I had a boss once who came over and put his foot on, uh, I'm not going to mention his last name because I don't want the surprising Andy's desk, my, my Asian cat named Andy, who later made the newspaper, and I could probably talk about him, this way he was in law school and they towed his truck or his car and he went over to the tow yard with a gun, so I want my car back now, and they were like, okay, and they took it back, he took his car back, and when he got home, the police were there waiting for him. But I blame this earlier moment where in the bullpen that we set, our our boss came over, put his foot on Andy, almost says last name, on Andy's desk, looked down into his face and said, why are you so fucking stupid? And Andy started crying in the office. And I looked at the boss and tried to communicate, boss or not, office or not, you talk to me that way and we're going to be fighting. I will whip your ass all over this parking lot. So, you know, uh, 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 Carano, who comes from apparently, I don't want to say like a Hollywood family, but comes from a family of some note. I forget what they had done. It's like, you have to talk. I, I don't think, hey, you know, Baldwin, you didn't mean to say this to me. He goes, yeah, I did. Saying, bro, you're not in Southie anymore. I don't know who are you talking to. Who are you talking to like that? You know, I, I I I I actually had to do that w- with a boss who will remain nameless. Again, due diligence. The days of you talking to me like that are over. Okay, well I go no <laughs> no, I can hang up. I can hang up. And we can talk about this when you're calm and professional again. God damn it. So anyway, let's go through this fight. Uh, Mahmoud Muradov and Trevor Smith, I didn't care. Still don't care. Right? I don't care. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, you might make some claims. Oh, third round KO punch. Yeah, and what? We have this thing called the gins on the care, don't care, which stands for the John Nash significance scale. If it's high on the scale, then we thought if it's not high, it would I mean, and that means pretty much you got to be in the top 10 for us to give a crap or surging, you know, 10 to 20. And I'm talking about ranking. Werner uh, Jandaroba and Mallory Martin, I think he cared about this because of the division, you know. Um, and it was, a so- it was a solid choke. Uh, um, solid choke. So, um, let's see. Joe Selecki and Matt Wyman kind of cared for Matt Wyman, but not enough to care about the fight. And as luck would have it, he got decisioned by Selecki. Okay, so now the first one he cared about, I didn't care about it prior to, 
But it, since I based the whole JJB on it, it's pretty clear that I care about to a certain degree. And we're talking about Matt Sales and, and Bryce Mitchell. The, the first problem is, if you remember, he, he screwed up and DC slowed it down on the replay. You know, if you're if I'm the guy doing doing the twister, which is a wrestling move. Um, and so your 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 arm, I, I have your legs wrapped up with my legs and your head and shoulders are here. And we go into this on the JJB. He finally realized, oh, I got to take his arm and put it around. He takes the guy's arm. He takes Matt Sale's arm and puts it around his head. It's like the bad date, you know. Okay, put your arm around my head. And then he grabs the head and the neck. And what does what does Matt Sales do? And his escape, he turns to look at Bryce, and then Bryce rocks his hips, turns his bottom leg that way, and then he gets a twisted. When in actual fact, what you want to do is shift your hips out. So then you, your, your spine is aligned. Head, spine, hips, face, and now the guy is just squeezing you to he's squeezing you to him. He didn't do that, but that's not why he was making – he was made because he's screaming Arkansas on the map, Arkansas, Arkansas. You know what? Let me tell you my story about Arkansas. I was on tour in Arkansas, and some of you who are fans of Knuckle Up will have heard the story. Excuse me. And the guy who I'm touring with, Scott Kelly from Neurosis, says, you're going to meet my cousin, but, you know, I got to warn you before what's that. He goes, yeah, you know – Got a lot of tattoos, you know, like white supremacy tattoos, but don't, I'll tell you the story later. So I meet the guy, completely normal. It's it's his sister's, his sister's uh, kid, so it's his nephew, and really nice guy, nice guy. I don't even see whatever white supremacy Aryan Nations tattoos he's got. He said, well, the guy's father was in and out of prison, and uh, he was, want, as a 13-year-old, was wanting to establish some sort of connection to his father and uh and that's the way he was gonna do it he was gonna so he's get putting on tattoos at 14 15 you know he's gonna relate to the old man by proxy his father gets out of jail when he's like 16 and he goes to visit him he puts he saves his money goes i'm gonna hook up with my nobody's encouraging they're discouraging this he shows up and i'm just gonna give you the thumbnail version here because you know you you heard it on the old show he shows up his father's glad to see him. He's like, Dad, Dad, it was cool. And he says, well, let's have a drink, kid. You know, you're not supposed to be drinking. Oh, with your 16-year-old son. But he, uh, they have a drink. And the kid wakes up, you know, uh, like eight hours later. And uh, his cash is gone. His camera's gone. His phone, anything of value in his knapsack was gone. Jewelry gone. Watch gone. And he's got a terrible pain in his mouth. And uh, it turns out his father has taken pliers to his mouth and taken out his gold teeth. And uh, and that's when he realized, you know, that this was not about white supremacy at all. So maybe the father in a very boy named Sue method did this to uh, scare him straight, to set him on a different path in life. And that's exactly the effect it had. He dropped his father, never contacted him again. And has now lived a fruitful existence. Leaves the tattoos because he never wants to forget. He says. Of course, I hear that story. I said, "This father has to die." And he goes, "Well, life is even the score, and that count. The guy is actually dead, which is why I felt comfortable telling the story."
That's what I know about Arkansas. So Bryce Mitchell can then can shout out Arkansas all he wants, and I don't blame Arkansas for this. But you know, it's there are a lot of horrible like there's a high infant mortality, low literacy rates. Arkansas is beautiful, but but it's a state with problems. I'm glad he's up in his place. 209 is a, is one of the most depressed area code. I think either in California or the U.S. They did this like last year it was at least. Places got problems, but you know what do you say? I want the re- I want the camo Reebok. That's a way to up up. You know, goddamn it! I want a case of Monster, and I want this is the way to play to your sponsors. The guy has improved his position, and whatever people were telling me about him up in Trump, I didn't see it. I need to. I mean, mostly because I didn't care about the fight, so I didn't really watch it outside of the the submission and then i watched the comments after and i never saw the trump thing and you guys sent like 31 fucking things on twitter and i can't catch up and figure out what it is so apparently he said something pro trump are you surprised do you care how does it bother you i mean this is the thing this internet reality how it seeps into our consciousness and we start talking like we're on the internet i don't i'm perfectly okay with you having a, a divergent uh, point of view and I'm expecting you to be perfectly okay if I go, ah, you're a dumbass. Because fundamentally, I want to live life the way I did in 1971. And that's how I used to talk to my friends. <laughs> ah, you're stupid. You don't know what you're talking about. Anyway, let's go to the store and get some candy. Uh, Jacob Kilburn and, and Billy Quarantillo, whatever, bro. I mean, uh, you know, it was a nice submission and... I, I pulled off some nice submissions today. I'm not trying to make you guys pay to see it. Uh, Tiago Alves, Tim Means. I picked Tim Means. It was a sad pick because I've been a big Tiago Alves booster since he and I ran it. He and I ran to each other in the airport, talked his ear off years ago. I, I suggested in my MMA Fantasy League that maybe there was a place for him to go where he could revivify his career. I don't know that that's going to help ever. I mean, you know, ATT is good. Coconut Grove has good, been good to him, and he's had a long career and a round of pretty impressive stats. But uh, uh, I don't know what he's going to do for cash. I don't. He's no. He's not a Joe Lazan. He's not been a steady money maker. A guy's got to do something else. And it's not even an issue of getting 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 on top of his feet and getting his head together. I don't think. And then Rob Font, Ricky Simone, good fight, good fight. I didn't care about it to begin with, and frankly, I won't care about it next time. And that's the damning thing. These guys, you know, I think it was a performance tonight, killed themselves. And it was an exciting fight, but you know, I'm not watching that as a co-man. Well, Steph said she would watch it as a co-man. I really wouldn't. I'd be interested. I'd pay attention. Is that caring? I'm interested in your well-being. Great. I started to go fund me. Well, I don't care that much. <laughs> Cody Stamen and Yadong Song, John picks Song, uh, Cody. And this is the beginning of like, you know, where you go, hee-haw. I mean, the majority draw. And Cody got pasted not too long ago, and they were lukewarm care for me anyway. Aspen Lad and Yuna Kanaskaya, yeah, that was cool. I mean, I like Lad anyway. I, I like her loss against Randomy, who's a friend of Knuckle Up and a former Sorrel team member. 
Lad was like, ah, we'll stop too soon. Well, I'm good. We can, we can, we have, we'll run it back. Struve and Rothwell. Struve, Rothwell was an accidental friend of Knuckle Up, ended up being on this show. I've been, I called it for him. Struve has never been the same since he got his face cracked in half by Mark Hunt, who was on the receiving end. Some of you were in the conspiracy and said that, that thought that uh, something that I kind of quasi agreed with that Mark Hunt was put up to that lawsuit. I don't think he was because now they're trying to claw back the $328,000 or whatever it was, $300,000 plus for their legal fees now that he lost the case against the UFC. If you don't think that was intended to send a message, you need to know that was intended to send a message. That fight also was intended to send a message to Strew. OSB, baby. Other sports beckon. Basketball, for instance. Try it. You might like it. This is not funny. It's not cool. It is. So don't. February, question mark. Please don't. Stop. Please. You seem like a nice enough kid. Do something else. I don't know what, but do something else. Walk around. You know, dress up as a grasshopper. What can I tell you? Entertain kids. Do something else. All right, so now we get down to uh, where that uh, – uh, yeah, Eugene, you want to talk about the low blows? No. Don't you want to talk about the, the – no. You just talk about Mirgliata. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, Mirgliata, people giving Mirgliata a hard time. Mirgliata, you know, because of Michael Venom Page, leave the guy alone. It's a tough job. You know, you don't see Josh Rosedahl around anymore. Well, that's because of the bust. I love that guy. Yamasaki, well, that's because he fell a foul. <laughs> yeah, he looks great, doesn't he? Man, that guy, man, that guy, that guy's a powerhouse. Look at him. He looks pretty good. He knows what month it is. So, um, and then uh, Marina Rodriguez and Cynthia Calvillo, both Steph and John cared about this. I did not care. I did not care. And then uh, Yarncino, Rosenstruck, and Alistair Overeem. We all picked Overeem. Yeah, no, there. You know, Sakharov is here too, and uh, uh, McRapist is there, and Honda Housey, Jose Aldo, uh, Anderson Silva, and BJ BJ abusing Penn is there. You got a lot of figures, and this is just series one. And it's got the little, it's got the little tag, so you know, you know, it's it's real. Um, so it was, you know, it was. I mean, this fight did something pretty interesting. If the fight, if the without the the uh, the lip ripping, you have Overeem winning a fight that he was expected to win. You have a Rosen, yeah, oh my God. We don't have anorexic uh, Aldo, and I, you know, uh, I'm not liking that look. And that, and I, whatever, bro. That that's why I stopped bodybuilding competitions, and that's why I've slowed it on the on the uh, on the jujitsu competitions. I'm hating dieting, man. I'm over fifty, bro. I don't want to be eating. What my last competition? I had to eat breath mints for three days before to make to cut and make weight. Yeah, yeah, okay, I won. So what? You ever eat Mentos for three days in a row? Not fun. Stupid. 
pressure maker. So, um, so, uh, so Overeem wins. Rosenstruck has an eleven and one record at that point. You know, has to find some other way to to generate significance. You know, because he's lost his undefeated status, and and Overeem is still bumping around trying to avoid real challenges and play out the remainder of his non-retirement time. You know, cautiously fighting fights that he thinks he can win, or somehow winning these fights. But with four seconds left, this controversy, maybe the fight will stop too soon. And then people zap rootering the lip rip. And all of a sudden people are like, oh my God, it may be he maybe he should have written this out. Uh, but do you really want to see a lip that rip take another shot? Yeah, bro. I, I tried that. Yeah, you know, somebody was using some new method of birth control once. And he kept getting hotter, and it was a foam, and it was crazy. It was like a, it was like, it was like, like if you put the three stooges in charge of your reproductive health, it started foaming uncontrollably and burning, burning and foaming. So, um, so uh, no, no fault, no harm, no foul for stopping the fight. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I have an Utre story uh, that I could tell about being tortured. Somebody, I don't, I don't even want to get into it. These are all old tales anyway. Um, so he wins with four seconds left. It was like with John Jones, Johnny Boney Joni's toe against Chael Sonnen. People, you all kind of hurt my foot. People are like, ah, boo, you fucking, ah. And then the camera pans down. They're like, ah, don't you, my eyes, my eyes. Same thing. They zap rooted the, the lip ripping, and people are like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. It was all right, stoppage. So Rosenstruck is now, you know, or however you pronounce the cat's completely strange name for a Brazilian, how you pronounce his name. He's talking in Ganu. I stepped in it this morning in my half grog state thought they said cigano and i'm talking about and they they just let me dig and dig and dig and dig in the hole and i said ah but damn it is a guy you've never been the same as kane velasquez and they were like wait a beat and they go i think you're thinking about kane we're talking about francis what do you what do you talk like, oh man cigano and gano cigano and gano and it turns out that john nash was mispronouncing Ngano. And now I don't know whether I'm mispronouncing it the way Nash does or I'm, I'm correctly pronouncing the repronunciation. But anyway, the large African who was homeless is who Rosenstruck fit, and that fight's got some juice to it. You could, you could create another center of control in heavyweight by fighting more exciting fights than the ones that they're looking at in heavyweight, which right now is DC and Stipe 3. A fight I'm excited about, but strangely enough, not as excited as I am about Rosenstruck and Francis Ngannou. So this fight was low on the care. This fight, UFC Washington, was low on the cares. Do I care that it was low on the cares? No. Do I, do I wish I had a chance to run it back? No. Would I change or increase my number of cares? No. Do I think that you should care about more fights in the card? Now that we've seen the fights on the card, 
No, not especially. Was there were there good fights that were worthy fights? Well, this is a different thing. We've talked about this on the show. Without that last four sec, with that prior to the four seconds where uh, uh, Overeem had his lip ripped off of his face, there was nothing of note during that fight. It was business as usual. And this is what we talk about, the spirit of drama. Drama is a day, theater begins on the day that is unlike the day before, or the minute that was unlike the minute before, which is why my drummer had this idea of doing a movie that was completely counter that. Like, it happens so often in the court of law when they release a multiple murderer because he's old, and the second he does, using the Barabbas effect, is kill again. Who saw that coming? Only because he's white. And I, some of you might not like me saying that, but they're not letting, they're not letting blacks or Latinos out who have multiple rapists, multiple murderers, just because they're old. Hoping they won't re-offend. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. There's only white cats they let out to do that. You okay? Oh, I'm fine. You're not, you're, oh, don't worry about it. Except one guy recently who said, I can't wait to get out and kill again. He was white. And I'm like, what? He said, I said, I can't wait to get out and kill again. Mark my words. And they were like, okay, now you put us on front street. We can't let you out now. And I don't think you really want to get out. You realize before the Manson killings, Manson pleaded with them to not let him out of prison. Prison had become his home. You You don't understand that if you've been in prison a long time, it's like a weird summer camp. You're not paying utility. You're not paying insurance. You don't have to double park your car. Yeah, okay, you're deprived of the, of the benefit of the opposite sex. But, you know, there are many men who, if they're not thinking about sex, don't care about the opposite sex anyway. You've got an economy. You've got people. You've got structure. You can study. You cannot study. And once you get beyond the anal rate, yeah, institutionalization is very real. To me, the idea of going to San Quentin is horrifying. I had a buddy who was in San Quentin for about 22 years, got out, started working at UPS. I called him one time. His cousin calls me back. He goes, he's back. And he's back. It's nothing for him to be dashing down the Asian street. <laughs> that comes from Crime Faces. I interviewed the cats from Crime Faces. I'm, gonna, I'm hoping they turned it in. I'm going to run a piece on them. I think that's probably the funniest thing that I've discovered on the internet as of late. I watched every one and calling those guys. They were even funnier on the phone and, uh, and they were in. They said, so you're from Brooklyn, huh? And I could feel the squinty eyes in yeah, Brooklyn, huh? Where are you from a Brooklyn, California boy? And they were waiting for me to say Williamsburg. <laughs> and I said, Flatbush. Guy goes, I know Flatbush like the back of my hand. What part of Flatbush? I named the street and said between Bedford and Rogers, five blocks off of Prospect Park, right north of Nostrand. He goes, okay, all right, you're from Brooklyn. So you don't tell me, young man, you're from Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn when there were still Jews in Flatbush. Give me that. He goes, well, it's good you're in California now because it's, it's probably a lot better looking than Brooklyn. I go, yeah, but the people suck. <laughs> so anyway, that's the show. That is the show. That is V a nine a one. Now, housekeeping. Monday, pretty much around noon, 
Steph goes live with the Care Don't Care preview featuring Steph and John Nash. Uh, I exult. It's a gloat show because I was number one this week. Not only do we talk about the fight that just that I just talked about, but we talk about the fight that's coming up this weekend, which is actually a big care. Next weekend, I'm talking about. Tuesday night, 7.30, you have If I Did It, immediately followed by If the Shoes Fit. If the Shoes Fit has a revolving third host, Either John Nash or sometimes the, the prodigal kid Nate. If I did it, Alexi, Ms. Tech, and I. Discussing PR disasters in MMA, PR disasters outside of MMA. Uh, what else? What other pieces of housekeeping? If, if I have any new articles coming out this week, I usually tweet them out. So if you're not following me at the at symbol Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter, you'll never know. Because I'm pretty sure you're not going to OZY.com. And they've also had a page redesign. So it's not quite as easy to find my pieces anyway. So you got to go through, you got to, you got to go through, uh, you got to go through, uh, 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 you got to go through the Twitter thing. Or Mr. Sleep. The number three, Instagram. But if you got no photos on your page or you're blocked, I can't let you in because you're a spy. Or you go to patreon.com slash the stomper or facebook.com slash stomperville. June is killing it with the videos, the intro and outro videos. You got to know it's not me who's making me look all pro and listing in the thing, uh, uh, all the ways you can listen to it. Also, you can hit the little notification bell on your page, and this will let you know when the shows are coming up. Later on, I'm going to post, as soon as I finish this, I'm going to post the JJB. Probably takes me about half an hour. I don't know why. It just does. That is what you go. I think, what, any other commercials? Um, Yes, we're having a Black Week sale on Oxbow Merchandise. And you guys are killing me. You're actually really killing me. And it's not your fault. So I mean that maybe generically. Um, and, and maybe less you and more, more, uh, more Oxbow fans, right? Uh-huh. And I'm talking very specifically about now the whole store has like two of everything left in it. It's like I'm I I have become that bodega that has two rolls of fucking toilet paper, or two rolls of paper towel, and they can't we can't order more. Oh, take another drink. We can't order more until you get rid of those. But nobody's getting rid of those because they look so lonely on the shelf. And really, really, people are just there to buy weed anyway in the old days. So Oxbow O X B O W dot merch table M E R C H T A B L E dot com please buy the last bit of merch it's christmas you got gifts to give you know people who might like that type of music even if you yourself don't do not leave me with one thing in the store going into 2020 and i can't order new stuff because we haven't sold the old stuff i have a whole bunch of new stuff i'm going to add and i've been holding it off 
Well, because, well, because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. No, we're going to be recording. We got a whole, unlike the other times, eight, eight songs, nine songs, seven songs, six songs. This new record has 15. Yeah, okay, drugs. <laughs> you think if I had drugs that they would make it out to the store? It'd be a very sleepy show. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I'm itchy. <laughs> so um, uh, let's get rid of Empty Store, the new record. For those that you got me down to talk about the Oxbow thing, we got 15 songs going on this one. Like we said, like I said last show, we're not sure the form factor. We don't know if we're going to do two a double record, a record, a bunch of EPs. We haven't decided. It's a drag. I don't like writing 15 lyrics in a row, but it is done. It is done. The remainder you, if you have, if you have my telephone number, some of you do, text me. I need the true story coffers are, are and that's why I started and come full circle, are low. If you've already told me about your piece, I have it on my schedule, which means a little dirty napkin on my desk that I scribble stuff in pen. These are easy to write. I say make them like emails to friends. Very easy to write. You could do it. Think of it. It's been done before. Like I said, VO has done it. DH has done it. SR has done it. Tech and Genghis have done it. You too. Or alternatively, send a, a sex question. Anyway, show's over. This is V91. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. Thanks for listening. You got the schedule for the rest of the week. And there's a big fight this weekend. Uh, let's watch it. Uh, this one you can pay for if you so choose. Anyway, uh, oh, take a drink. The poster went down. Why don't I fix it? I don't know. Uh, we'll see you soon. Look what you made me do! <laughs>